In your pocket? Yeah, you should get pointed at, though, right now. Come and point at me. You're pointing at me? Yeah. Oh. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our chat line as well as we're taking phone calls. And this is church. It's not a town hall. It's not political. It's really fellowship and edifying one another. All right. So I want to hear from you. 888-775-3773. 888-77-J-E-S-S-E. I have a lot that I want to talk about, but I do want to hear from you as well. I was telling you guys that it's interesting having these things in my ears rather than when I do my show. I have the overhead uh, headsets. And I had tried this once before on my radio show, but it didn't work very well because I wasn't accustomed to it. But the more I do it, the more I become accustomed to it. So I may try it again. What are they doing with the noise? I don't know. You hear it? Yeah. Cut out that noise right there. I hear like a thing in my ear. Yeah, I think maybe they just fixed it. They, I think they just fixed it. Yeah. And so I'm becoming accustomed to it. Um, so as far as the Chinese virus, I really just don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I've been asking around asking people I know do you do you know anyone who has a Chinese virus and they're like no and and then I asked do you know of anyone who knows anyone who has a Chinese virus and maybe one or two people say well I know one person who knows someone who knows someone but most people say no so I want to know when you call in with your uh, fellowship questions or comments. Uh, do you know anyone who has a Chinese virus? Do you have it? Do you know anyone who has it? Or do you know anyone who knows anyone who has it? And I know I've been seeing these entertainer people on TV lately uh, acting like they like, uh, you know, and the government. And it seems like they're the only one who seem to be getting it. So I don't know. I'm just saying, I don't know. But be careful, be aware Don't overreact. I have had an amazing week this week. It was like amazing, 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 amazing. I uh, learned a lot. I grew a lot. And it was mind-blowing, really mind-blowing. And I would encourage you to do the same thing, all right? And I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, So a couple of things that happened, then I'll take your call. A couple of things that happen, and I do have a brand new biblical question for this week. Brand new, amazing, amazing biblical question. Last week, biblical question, is it normal to be vulnerable? And I'll put my little two cents in on that uh, this morning. But first, I want to respond. I want to talk about what I, my radio show and and counseling and what I learned, uh, what I realized this week. Number one, I uh, counseled with a young man from Sweden, and it was an amazing counseling session. By the way, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven, the best on this side of heaven. Um, And I'll tell you why I really appreciated this particular one, but it's not the only one. 
this young man is in his 20s. Um, he grew up with atheist parents. Father and mother were not into religion at all. And uh, he's in his 20s now. So growing up, he went through a lot, a lot of stuff. He was into a lot of stuff. And then all of a sudden, he found my uh, uh, YouTube channel. And he started listening and listening. And when he was listening, all of a sudden, according to him, he started to remember. He was like, Jesse, I started to remember. And now that I can remember, I can't go back. I can't go back. And uh, uh, all of his friends and his family, they all still live in that, you know, in that fallen state way. And he said, well, you know, I, I, I have friends around me and stuff, but I don't. It's like I'm alone because I can't go back. And I remember. And to me, that was so powerful because that wasn't what that reminder, what you already know, doesn't come from human beings. It's come from within and in the soul of your belly, not in your head, because there is this warfare going on. There's a spiritual battle between the head, the voice and the voiceless voice, the uh, soul of the belly. And when you start to remember, because he went, first he went and he gave his parents uh, because it made sense to him. And then he just wanted to do things right now. But when he said he remembered, I'm like, that's amazing. Because I noticed that over the last 30 years, and 31 years for me personally, but bond 30 years, I, uh, the things that are revealed doesn't seem like a real surprise it's like we know, but we just forgot we know because we're so traumatized. And so he said a lot of other things, but those things, uh, that was like hit home for me. And it's interesting that his parents were atheists. He grew up that way, but somehow or another he was set apart, set aside for God to bring him back into the kingdom of heaven. And I've noticed that in a lot of families over the last 30 years, I've seen that in a lot of families where one or two of the kids, uh, even in the Christian families, one or two of the kids don't necessarily identify with the atheists or the Christians, but they become true children of God. And they're, like, they're like the ones that seem to rebel, even though this particular guy didn't sound like he was rebelling, but they're set apart. And then I think you get of age, they seek the Father for themselves, and they start to remember. That's so amazing. And the reason I say that is because I want you to know that everything you are, everything you need to know, the kingdom of heaven, your whole life is on the inside. Christ came and made that possible. And I want you to know, don't put any human being, and I know some of you seem to do it anyway, and I don't know why, because I, I keep telling you that you, when I speak, let it go in one ear and out the other. When you hear uh, other people, other preachers or so-called experts or when you're watching the news or when the president speak and when others speak, don't get into them. But have a little space because you have it in you to know for yourself. You really do. You don't need, I'm, I'm not your guru, 
I'm not, I'm just like you. I'm a human being in a flesh that have to seek the kingdom of God. I have to make sure I pray. I deal with things. Lord, no idea with things. Uh, and I'm treated the same way you all are treated. People turn on you. Friends pretend to be friends until they get angry. Uh, people lie on you. And, they, uh, I, and so I have to deal with all that kind of stuff. I have to get up in the morning and do the silent prayer and at night and during the day. I have to be aware because Satan is always trying to pull me back into the, the word uh, uh, of the imagination, words of the imagination. He always trying to make me doubt. But since I know his voice and I know God's voice now, thank God it's not happening. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But you have that in you to know. And once you return to the Father, you will know for yourself. But you got to return to God. That way you don't rely on a person. Literally, I'm no different than you. I went to the gym yesterday. I mean, as I said, I went to the park this week, this last week now, twice. I missed a week before that because of the gym was closed down. And so I'm like, this ain't going to work. I got to go work out. So I went to the park twice. And it felt so good. I worked on my arms, my chest, shoulders, back, between the two days. And I am so sore now, I can hardly walk. I'm like, I love this. And my body is coming back to be my body. And, uh, but it feels good. So I have to work out. I have to watch the way I eat. I, and when, when I am facing challenges, I don't go to some human being to ask them what they think or blah, blah, blah. I go to, I, I am, I, so far I'm able to be still and go through it uh, and know the truth. Because either I rely on God from the soul or the belly, or I rely on Satan from the head, and, or some physical person. And the physical people don't know any more than you. So all I try to do is to point you back to the same source that's guiding me because it's in you to know. But you got to seek the kingdom of God in its right way. And you got to overcome the hate. You must drop the hate, the anger. Because as soon as something, I or somebody don't do it the way you think they should do it or say something that you think they should say it or quote the Bible the way you think they should quote it, that's your enemy. Or someone should lie on you, you're going to believe them. And now you're going to fall because your God, you're made the speaker, your God. Your God is wrong and you're going to believe whatever people tell you and you'll fall. But if you are driven by the same sources driving me and guiding me, what you hear about other people, you won't be moved because you will understand. All right. But you got to overcome the anger. And when this young man from Sweden said, I remember, I started to remember, and he can see things, and he can't go back, because once you wake up, you cannot go back. And no matter what you're going through, you have perfect love for all people, no matter what the circumstance is. It doesn't change it. Even if they turn on you, if they lie on you, your best friends, your so-called friends and family members should turn, because at some point they will if they have not overcome the anger. Just know that. Over the last 30 years, since dealing with people around the world, I am no longer surprised. I used to be surprised. Wow, that person know me. How did that person turn? 
But I understand now they can't help it because they still have anger and have not overcome and they cannot help it. So I want you, I encourage you to seek first the kingdom of God, doubt every thought, forgive, and then you will fall away from the sin of judgment. Because the sin is not the pot that you smoke or the drugs that you do or the outer world law sex. Those are the commandments, right? The sin is playing God, judging your fellow man, judging one another, trying to destroy one another. Playing God, that sin is a lack of love. And so once you forgive and you see flaws in others, then you'll still love them. You won't try to destroy them. You will guide them. You will love them. Just think about that. So that the young man in uh, Sweden, really, it was an amazing counseling session. He said a lot more stuff, but it was private stuff, and I don't want to share that. I can't. Uh, another, I got a call from a young man out of, I believe it was Houston, Texas, and he was telling me that his wife had died three days earlier while in bed. They were sleeping. He woke up the next morning, and that she had expired. And for the, for, for at least that night and leading up to that night, she had been, according to him, she had been overreacting to the Chinese virus. She was like on edge, freaking out, overreacting to it, according to the, the man, the husband. And, um, and he would get up in the middle of the night to try to calm her down, you know, and, and he managed to do it some nights and he would, she was afraid that he had it, his kids had it, because they have three young kids, I believe, and he has an older son, 16 or so, uh, out of wetlock or by some other woman. And, but they have three young kids. And he would calm her down and he tried to tell her, stop overreacting, calm down, you know, stay out of your mind about this, because Satan, it's amazing, some people still don't understand the voice of Satan. They think voice that they hear in their head, Especially when they are angry or on pot or high or something like that. They think the anger that they feel, that they think the voices that they hear are real because they believe it. But he said that his wife, that particular night that she aspired, he had gotten up through the night to calm her down. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, I believe he said, I could be wrong, but that was the last time he had to calm her down. She woke up freaking out. He was like, calm down. It's fine. God is with you. Don't worry about it. And so he calmed her down. He got back. They went back to bed. And uh, he woke up the next morning. She had wanted him to do some work on the house. So he was going to get up and go to the store to buy the material for the house. And I forgot the entire story, but he went to... Uh, when he got back, I don't know if he, when he got back or before he left, he touched her because her hand was on the baby crib as though he was, she was shaking the baby crib right next to the badger. <clears throat> and he knows her hand was blue, it was stiff. And he's like, wow. So he called his father-in-law up that lived with him because the father-in-law wife, the girl's mother had died of a heart attack. And so they came up and confirmed that the wife was dead. And what happened, according to him, is that she was freaking out so much that there she had a heart attack. And that's what freaking out will do. The worst thing you can do to yourself is to have anger, judge yourself and other people, and and anger will destroy the body because it's the spirit of Satan. 
and in, there is no life in it. It was an amazing story. It was like a compelling story. You can hear it uh, if you podcast my radio show. And I bring that up because it reminded me of when the disciples was on the disciples was on the boat with Christ. They were like loving Christ, crying, you the man. You know what? We believe. We have faith. Yes. And then Christ chatted with them for a while. They fellowshiped. And Christ decided, you know what? I need a nap. Like I do sometimes. I need a nap in the middle of the day. A five-minute nap is like a whole night's sleep to me. And so Christ was like, I'll take a nap. And he went to take a nap on the boat. And while he was napping, a wind came, and the boat started shaking. They were like, oh, my Lord. And man, we need you, Jesus. We need you now, right? And they start freaking out. And Christ like, oh. they're like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And he's like, oh, Lord, I just went to sleep. What y'all want? He's like, the wind is coming. They were like, the wind is coming. It's going to turn the boat over. Boat over. And Christ said, oh, you're a little faith or something like that. And he said, don't you know that if you had faith, a little faith, you, should have, you could have told the wind to be still? And it would have. Isn't that deep? And what, what he's saying is that when issues come, when people turn on you, when people try to hurt you, when they lie, when they whatever, that's the wind that's coming to shake the boat. Instead of shaking, going, being afraid and freaking out, or when the Chinese virus come, or you see Chinese in a store putting the virus on computers, it look like, right? Or buying up all the masks. Don't freak out. Be still so you can see how to overcome it. And it shows your faith in God, and through all things, he will help you through it. But you got to remember, it's in those moments when the boat is shaking, Satan's going to get busy in the head, telling you one thing after another and trying to make you doubt and have fear, have hate in your heart. But doubt every thought and just relax, and he's going to want you to take some type of action. Don't do it, no matter what the other person or the wind is saying, right? Like rough wind. And the water, the water flashing out of the boat. Just be still. Really. It's so powerful. And I am living that, and it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. But it's in you, too. It's in every human being. But you got to return to the Father by dropping the anger so, uh, so you can stop playing God. Stop playing God. And then you, won't, you will not hate even your enemy. So when people turn on you, you're like, wow, I didn't know that. I thought that was a friend. But you realize they can't help it. And you still have to, you just don't, you don't go against them with hate, with anger. You might not be a friend anymore. You don't hang out with them. Once you know your enemies, you move on. <clears throat> but don't hate them. And so that's what I realized from that call about the wife. It was an amazing call. A wife overreacting to the coronavirus. And uh, so all those who are overreacting, you're doing it because you don't have faith. But when you forgive and doubt every thought, you will have faith. And faith isn't anything that's involved in the head at all. <coughs> Excuse me. It's, in, it's not in the head, it's in the soul of the belly. Everything in the head is a lie. It's a setup. 
Uh, faith is love. Faith is God. And you can't feel it. You can't taste it. You can't touch it. Uh, yes, thank you. You can't touch it. You live by it. And it's a voiceless voice. The voice of your imagination is not of you about anything. It's from Satan. So when that voice tells you to do weird things, just know that's not from God. All right. Um, I have a lot more. Uh, something else I want to tell you. Do we have calls? Okay, but I want to take some calls and then some chat stuff. But I got something that's so amazing. And it's from, uh, it's in uh, uh, Luke, it's in First uh, Corinthian, and it's in Hebrew. It's so amazing. And then I want to get to my biblical question of this week. Yes, Jay. Okay, first let's get to Alex in Miami, Florida. He says that he needs help staying out of his head. Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey. Hey, how are you? All is well, sir. How are you? The, the same. So, obviously, um, with the coronavirus, no one can work and do anything. So, I've been home alone and with nothing to do. So, naturally, that's when the thoughts kind of, you know, they come in. Yes. So, I already know that they're from Satan, but I keep catching myself kind of going along with it. Like a situation happened earlier today and just Satan kept, you know, talking and talking and I was trying to be still and know. Right. Or I, I recognized that they were from him. Yes. But I just, you know, I, I keep finding myself inside of my head because there's nothing else to do. Um, the one thing I want you to know, Alex, we're being forced to stay home or, you know, you can't go to work. It's such an amazing time because when people are alone, and I've been through that too, they feel like nothing. They feel unimportant. There are no distractions. They feel like they want to jump out the window. But it's a perfect moment to see that you're nothing and to be okay with that because the ego wants us to think that we are important and I go through the same thing, I've gone through the same thing, but I've grown a lot. But it wants you to think that you're important, but you're not. That's why people get education. That's why they put titles to their name like Reverend and Bishop and all that. And they want to set themselves above you because the ego doesn't want them to see that they are nothing. And so in those moments, just relax. And when you see that you're caught up in your head because the situation came or happened, just relax. It's enough to know that you lost in a thought because one thought will come and another one will come and you feel it in your belly and everything. But just know that. Don't freak out. It'll pass. And Alice, you, what would come after that is mind-blowing, man. So don't fight it. Don't, uh, just be aware. And if you are caught up, just know you're caught up in your head because most people don't even know that they're caught up in their heads. And so they are tripping out. But just know you caught up in your head and you, the thought won't go away right away. So just relax and know that and then it'll pass eventually and you'll be fine from it. Don't fight okay. with it. Don't fight with it. Don't judge it. Don't put a title to it. Just know you lost in a thought. That's all you need to know. And you're going to be feeling all this anxiety in your belly and everywhere. Uh, just let it pass. It'll eventually pass. Don't worry about it. And you'll wake up to the light, man, and it's mind-blowing. Because God is still with you, 
It's just that you're locked in a thought and feeling the pain. So you think that he's not, but he is. He's fighting that because he's the spirit of God fighting that battle for you because the battle is with the imagination, which is of Satan, and with the uh, the light of God in the, in the soul of the belly. So this battle is happening, and there's nothing you can do about it. So just relax, speak up, and you'll be fine. No matter what they say about you or what, if they judge you, what, well, it doesn't matter. And, and, the, and the spirit of God is fighting the battle for you, and you'll be fine. Okay. It's a part of the growth. It's a spiritual growth that you're going through because you've been living your imagination for so long. You're accustomed mm-hmm. to those thoughts and you're overcoming it, but don't freak out. Now, I did have a question about the silent prayer. I've been doing it for years. I, <clears throat> the thoughts tell me I'm pretty bad at it, right. but I just keep going through. I keep, you know, going back and forth between the tape. Yes. But, um, my job when uh, when I was working, I um, did a combination of uh, at, uh, night or afternoon to night and then early morning. Yes. So typically when I would get home, it would be, I know, I went to work and then after work, gym and then home. So I would usually be home around midnight or 1 a.m. But then on the weekends, I have to wake up at 3. So typically when I did the silent prayer, sometimes when I do it, I have like a bunch of energy. So when I'm supposed to wake up, you know, early in the morning... I I can't fall back to sleep, so typically, you know, I just do the silent prayer, and sometimes it's there for, like, two hours, but then I wake up, you know, getting about 15 minutes of sleep, and I'm just there, like, well, do I do the silent prayer again? Technically, I woke up, so do I just stay with it, or do I just shower, or go on along with yeah, it? Yeah, just so, shower, go on with your day. Okay, so what's, like, the great because, period between the silent prayers? What is it, what now? Like, um, like when I do it, just fall asleep, and, like, if I wake up in a few hours, do I still do it, or, like, how long so, know, um, should I wait? So, you work, you get home late at night from work, right? Yeah. And then you do it before you fall asleep? Yeah. And then you get up early in the morning, and you're wondering, should you do it again? Yeah, like, um, normally... Because I'm like I roll around, you know, because I ask God for sleep, and then I realize I wasn't asking to sleep. I was just, you know, asking to not be tired when in the morning. Right. Which he sort of granted, but um, when on the weekends when I get you know like a little amount of sleep, I um, I just sort of try to do it for like 15 minutes. Hopefully, I don't fall back to sleep. Right. So I'm just wondering if like because the thoughts tell me you know. Uh, the thoughts tell me, oh, you're doing it wrong, but then they also say, you know, oh, well, you know, just go on with your day. So it's kind of this chasing your tail of, I don't, know, I don't know what to do, but obviously, you know, when you say don't, if you don't know what to do, don't do nothing, but I'm not going to go to work without showering, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but so, listen, man, um, don't have a, a set thing. I'm just getting, I give people the general idea of what to do, but if you have a different schedule, I'm not there with you, you need to do it according to how you can do it, you know, because your life, my life is, my schedule in life is different than yours. And so, but don't let Satan tell you, well, Jesse said you got to do it early in the morning, right? If that's not your schedule, you do it whenever it works for you. God is with you. He doesn't care about the time. The only reason I suggest early in the morning, because some people get up, like I do, I get up at 3.30 every morning, 
And so my day start very early, and I need to be aware of all this stuff that I have to deal with instead of being lost in my head. But if your schedule is differently, just do it accordingly. And don't worry about a set time. Because there will come a day, and I almost shouldn't say this, but I will. There will come a day when you won't have to just do it every morning like that. Because you'll be so aware that you'll find yourself in the presence of God, you know, all day long. So you'll grow into that. But do it according to your schedule. Don't listen to anything that Satan is telling you about it. He's lying to you. Don't have a plan. Don't have a set time. I remember okay. uh, 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 I... Uh, at one point, I was traveling a lot, and so my schedule had changed. But and, and I know what you mean because Satan would tell me, "Oh, you need to do it now. It's it's three in the morning or whatever, right?" But I didn't listen to that. I did it when I could do it, and that's what you should do. Do not listen to Satan about it at all, Alice, and just do it. Just um, just simply live your life, and He will guide you. You'll be fine. All right. All right. And if something comes from God, there's like you can't doubt it, right? When when you see it clearly, there's no question, no doubt. It's like the light shining in a bright, beautiful day. You go out into the sunlight, you can see the road without even thinking about it. Likewise, when He reveals to you, there's no doubt about it. It's like there are no words to really express it because if I say certain words, people are people are addicted to words. And, and Satan used that to make that, try to make that work in their life. But it's a light unto your feet, and you just walk by the light. And uh, you, when you wake up, you're going to do what's in front of you. You know, and the Bible says, when people tell you to look here and there for God, uh, he's over here, he's over there, look there, look there. But the reality is, you need to look right in front of you because he's here and now. So just live instead of in your head about anything, uh, thinking about tomorrow or about yesterday. Just live in the present and do what's in front of you. And everything else will work out. Yeah, it's just the issue is there's nothing in front of me to do. But uh, and, and be happy with that. Believe me, if you can have the same joy or peace that you have with nothing to do, when you do have things to do, it's, it's just it, it's amazing. You have to have peace in a nothing-to-do quiet moment in the same way you will have in a busy-to-do quiet moment. I mean, a uh, busy-to-do time. Okay. But I'll don't do listen it. to your um, head, Alice. Just relax, and, and you're growing, and you'll be fine. Yeah, one last thing. When situations come up and you feel like your heartbeat, like, um, you know, accelerating... Yeah. Is is there like a separation between, you know, like, I know that's not from God because God wouldn't want me to be like adrenaline or, you know, the heart beating in a situation. But I notice it happening. Yes. Where like my, where like my arms kind of shaking, but I don't feel like uh, the connection. Like uh, I don't feel nervous or I don't like, I don't really know uh, what the expression is. You just say you're like, not aware earlier. when the situation comes, the thought comes so fast and you're not aware. I was talking to a, a person yesterday, and they were telling me that they were having stomach problems, right? And they didn't know if it was indigestion or, or cancer or ulcers or whatever. And But the thoughts were telling them, oh, you got cancer, you got this. And they started to freak out because they believed the lie. And they went to the doctor, 
And the doctor was like, well, maybe this got heartburn or something, you know. And But they had believed a lie. It was hard to be, get away from that lie at first, so they were starting to freak out. And when we, as I was speaking to this person, they started to calm down because they were coming out of the imagination. And they realized, you know what? I was freaking over the thoughts. And just be aware, the thoughts will usher in at any time, try to take advantage of you. Just know it's, you can't freak out unless you believe a thought. And when you believe the thought, you start to have stomach pain. Some people have uh, palpitation of the heart. The heart starts beating fast. Some people just be, it, it, it can do some weird stuff to you. But just know it's straight out of hell. It's not true. And relax and allow yourself to go through it because tribulation brings patience in your life. So when you're going through that kind of stuff, you really should counter when people are trying to attack you, when they're lying about you, they want to destroy you or whatever. You should count it as joy because tribulation works with patience in your life. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Okay. All right. Amazing, Alice. Yeah. I wish you well. Thank you. Wish you well as well. Thank you, buddy. It's, it's a spiritual battle, folks, a warfare between good and evil. And it's inside of you. It ain't out there. It's out there in other people, but not out there in you. Your own battle is inside of you, and it has nothing to do with anyone else. You forgive your parents for not being perfect parents as adults, but it's, it's you. It's a battle between the head and the soul. It really is. And you're not your head. That voice is not you. It's just that you fell into that by resenting. But you will overcome it. Just be still. Take it easy. Don't hate anyone. Don't try to destroy anyone. And wish everybody well, even your enemy. I have an amazing story coming up about that. It's going to blow your mind. Uh, but anyway, don't, don't try to get revenge and all that crap. It's so evil. You really just set yourself up to be destroyed. It's love. You don't see God trying to get revenge against you. Why should we do it to our enemies, our fellow man? Okay. I have a few super chats. Aaron, yeah, Aaron Collins says, great to see you, JLP. Thank you. A. Owen says, keep it up, Jesse. Big fan from the UK. I appreciate that. Thank you. Gail Manchester. Her around the world. It's the same spirit around the world. That's the thing about it. It's not about racism, sexism, homophobism, Islamophobism, deadbeat dadism, white supremacism, uh, Judaism. It's about love and hate, really. But the hate would tell you it's about all that other crap because it used words against you. Will you believe in those words that you hear? If you notice the children of Satan, they love to use words. They love to make up things and use words because if you're not overcoming your ego, you're subject to those words. Gail Manchester gave a sticker. Thank you, Gail. Peter Gozinga says, I do the silent prayer every morning. At work, I have evil coworkers who make me very angry. You say, watch your thoughts like a movie. But this angry movie lingers on in my head all day. How to stop this? You got to start, number one, oh, what, I don't know what your situation is because I can't talk to you on the phone, but, I mean, I can, but you're online right now. Uh, what I've noticed is that most people are not doing the silent prayer. They'll call me up and they'll, or they'll say things like that, but they're not doing the silent prayer. They have not gone and forgiven. Just talking about it ain't going to work. 
You got to be a doer. You got to go. God said, go and forgive. He didn't say, talk about it. He didn't say, tell somebody else. He didn't say all that stuff, right? He said, if you have all against anyone, go and forgive them, and I will forgive you. And uh, be still and know. And a lot of people, what I'm coming to find out is that they're not doing the side of the prayer. They believe where I'm coming from, but they're not doing it, and they're not getting better. You got to do the side of the prayer. You got to be still and so the real you can observe the not you, and you become more acquainted with the voiceless voice. But if you got to be doing it. You got to wake up in the morning and do it, or when you wake up. You got to do it. Uh, you got to show that during the day and all that. You can notice Satan's voice versus God's voice. All right? But you got to do it. You must forgive. Let's get to a caller. Jace out of Texas needs advice dealing with his father. Yes. Jace. Hey, Jesse. Who is it, Jace? Hey, Jace. Welcome to church. Hey, glad to be here, brother. How are you? All is well. It's amazing. And I hear that. Um, yeah, there's something I kind of wanted to get off my chest. It has nothing to do with, uh, you know, what's going on now as far as um, the mainstream goes. It's a little more personal. Okay. I just wish we could talk about this one-on-one because it, it's kind of embarrassing. Well, you could call the office at um, 800-411-BOND. And make a, a counseling service appointment. You can, and I can talk to you one on one, and that way it's private. Because when I counsel with people, unless they say I can talk about it, I do not talk about what we talk about in counseling. Okay, fair so, enough. So call the office and set up a counseling appointment. I can do it right now because of the Chinese virus. I can do it by Skype or by phone. Hey, you know what? I think I would prefer that. You okay. know, um, we'll do it that way, but don't put your business out there because, believe me, people use it against you. Yes, sir. Be blessed, brother. All right, thank you. Some things you just don't put out there about yourself, folks, because you set without even trying. Most people are not following God; they are not children of God, and you can tell that by the way they treat you when they turn on you. And so if you if they know all your little business, they're going to turn on you. And you might not even be have done or doing what they you hear you say, but they'll turn on you because they have anger. So some things you just don't put out there. Let's get to Robert out of Indiana. Hey, Robert out of Indiana. How you doing, Jesse? Robert, you crossed my mind this morning. When I, oh, I was here really? in the office, yeah, I was at, oh, I know why, because uh, James' were, show was on, the hate report was on, and he was getting calls from Indiana. And I just wonder, I wonder how Robert doing. That's amazing you call. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I called. Yeah. The last couple of calls, the one about uh, being in your home and uh, being by yourself, I can understand where he's coming from because I've been separated from my wife for a year now and I haven't talked to my family or grandkids or anybody for a year now. So I can understand what he means by uh, being home, but I'm an isolated person anyway. So, uh, you know, I get into other things, and I do the silent prayer. I'm all the way up to 40 minutes now doing it, uh, day and night. Amazing. But I guess, uh, yeah, and it is working because when I go out in the open, 
and look around and observe, I can see the difference between being in the world and not of the world because the people around are just running around like ants and concerned with their mask on, taking everything off the shelves. I have a half a toilet roll of paper, toilet paper left in my house, and I'm not really concerned <laughs> about where I'm going to get the next roll. I'm honest. telling you, you if you run out, man, know, just go out to the cornfield and get some cobs, corn cobs. Yeah, and, and and that's what you did. But the question I have is, uh, did Satan have a choice? And if he did not, how did he think he could go against God? I mean, if we if he decides to go against God, where did he get the idea that he could go against someone that made him? Because he decided in his heart that he wanted to be God. Uh, he wanted to be God instead of love God any longer and follow him. And once he made that decision, that's when he fell apart. But when he made that decision, is, is that the different? If I make it believe in a thought, was that the same thing he believed in his own thoughts? Absolutely. And okay. Okay, and I guess the other question I have is... His ego was in the way. Do, pardon me? Go ahead. I say his ego was I, in the way, but go ahead. Okay. The other question I have is once you do become born again and, 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 and follow God in the way that you subscribe and, and things, do you become isolated? People just start... I mean, I have literally no one. I've been in my new home for almost six months now, and I get no calls from no one. My sister's... You know, my grandkids, no one. And they know how my beliefs are. I'm a Trump supporter to the max. So it's really, I, I'm really, really isolated in my house, and I just deal with it. You don't, so have, I, you I, don't I, have any, whether they're real friends or phony friends, you don't have any at all, not even one? One person that, that calls me, and he's the one I bought the house to, the realtor. Right. Okay, we even been out to dinner. Oh, so yeah. It, I just deal with him, you know. But yeah, just play with him and play with him, and you'll be fine. And as far as your blood family, once you're born again of God, your real family are the men and women or the children of God, those who have been truly born of God. They are your family, your spiritual family, and uh, and you'll be fine. You you'll become accustomed to it. Okay. Um, so I've had so many people. Though. I went through that too, so I know what it's like. It's like all of a sudden, and I don't know if it's them or part of the growth of overcoming the world, being in it but not right. of it. Uh, but all right. of a sudden, you just can't identify with them, and I don't think they can identify with you. And that okay. is part of being in the world but not of it. So you'll get past that, yeah. that, that uh, loneliness or aloneness. I used to experience right. that, and it wasn't like aloneness. It was more like an aloneness because even when I'm right. around them, I can't really identify with them. The conversation exactly is born. Right. The conversation doesn't make any sense anymore. It's born conversation. It's not yeah. about nothing. And so. You're right. Um, You're so right. So I'm, that's what makes me know that I'm on the right track and I'm, a, you know, I'm following God in the right way and born again. I, I never knew that till the last year now since he isolated me and he actually <laughs> saved me. And took me out of all that that, that BS and, and guided me because I was the black sheep in my family. Okay, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I've now. noticed that that's in most families where one or two of the kids, at least one for sure, sometimes two, they're like they don't fit in the family. Like they're like the oddballs. They they just can't relate. Right. But those those kids are called troublemakers or rebellious. 
I would rather deal with a rebellious child or person than one that is all has totally given in to to the uh, pressure of that comes from the family. Okay. Um, but you'll get past that, Robert, in the past, and you'll find yourself having an amazing life. And with me, um, I had to go through I didn't have anyone to tell me that that's what I was going through. But because right. I was seeking the kingdom of God in his right way, I knew I needed to, I wanted to fulfill that void that was missing. I just allowed myself to go through whatever I had to go through. I'm like, whatever, Lord, I don't know what to do about this, but whatever thy will is, let it be done. And it's just been amazing right. how that has worked for me over 31 years now. Well, I guess you and uh, your your crew is my spiritual family because if it wasn't for you on Sunday and listening to you three hours a day on Monday through Friday, I don't know what I would do, okay? And it's okay so, for you. Do you work out and all that? Yes, I do that. And uh, I walk and I play with my computer, build computers, paint. Yeah. I keep myself busy. Right on. Your talents, yeah. man. Do your talent. Um yeah, uh, so. And then when you go to the gym, once you start back again, you know, there are guys at the gym and ladies at the gym you can talk to and, play, you know, hang out with. Exactly. And that'll be enough for you. You won't need so much, the one, you won't need so much company all the time. One thing I noticed is exactly. now I can do without so much company and hanging out yes, and all exactly. that because I don't have that need for it. Exactly. I, I can take it or leave it. It's so amazing. Yeah, and another thing is when you said don't plan anything, just do right what's right in front. Right of in front of you is so amazing. I'm telling you, for I, I didn't know this. It. You just do. I think what's I'm gonna do one you. thing, and all of a sudden I'm just doing something else. Just whatever's in front of me, I start to do. Yeah, and my whole day is gone automatically. That's and right. It's productive. Yeah, so it's amazing. I went to the so, barbershop yesterday. You, yesterday I went to the barbershop, and I had been wanting to clean up a lot of paperwork that I had in my bedroom. Right. I've been throwing it on the floor, right? And I'm like, well, I got so much energy. And so I found myself cleaning it up. It was so amazing. I knocked it out just like that. And, right. Uh, exactly. it, it was amazing. So you'll find, your ta- you'll find yourself doing things that you wouldn't ordinarily do. So just do what's in front of you. Stay out of your head about what you should or should not be doing. And life is unfolding for you. It is, and, Jessica. And, and, thank you for that. Yeah, and don't. Don't allow Satan to make you be angry at the people who have turned against you, your family and all that. Right. Or they won't call right. you, your children, or even your enemy. Love, don't hate them. Love your enemy because they can't help it. If they could help it, they would exactly. do differently. Exactly. All right. Thank you, Robert. Thank you for that, Jesse. You're thank welcome. you, and you have a great Sunday and a week, great week. Amazing. Thank you, man. I will. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Um, yes, sir. Leroy's story on Facebook says, Love you, Jesse. Can I have a shout-out to Leroy and Corina from England? Leroy and Corina from England. Amazing. Thank you for joining church. The one thing I've noticed about doing these uh, church services without the audience, and I have to do it by, I don't have to, but taking a call, we are now hearing from people around the world doing church. It happened during the radio show, but first time for church, I'm starting to like it. <laughs> Even though I miss, oh, I miss you guys here. Uh, Victorian, the black and the white one. Hey, Victoria, both Victorians. <laughs> hey, Ariana, right? Ariana? Adriana. Adriana. Adriana, everybody. We missed the church a little empty. But I see all you guys seeing, so hi, good morning. Okay. You know, the one thing I like, uh, 
what I do in my office, and I love doing it. It's kind of hard to get it done sometimes. Um, I like talent, talented people to work for me, talented people, right? And so when they come, I hire, especially millennials. Millennials are so smart, and they like creative mind because the other half is gone. And the common sense thing, the morals, but they're coming back. Uh, so I like, and I know I'm like this because when I was growing up, no one got in my way um, of me learning and making mistakes and growing. And I wasn't afraid to make mistakes on the job because I noticed that when people can work together, of course, work together, but let everybody be good in their, what they do and what they know. And the only way you can become good at it, you got to be allowed to make some mistakes. And you learn from them. But I like talented people because it makes everything work for the good. And then when talented people uh, enhances their talent on the job, they move on, they become good at it. Look how James Hayton is moving on with his uh, radio show. I'm amazed at how well he can do it. And one thing leads to another. So I just want, I, I want, I like that because we all have a talent in us or talents, more than one, given to us by God. And as you're seeking the kingdom of God in his right way, it will come out and it will be amazing. And it, it just works for the good of everybody. It made your company work well. It made, it causes them to feel like they, it's their business. And when they do go and start their own thing, it's just amazing. Everything you want to know, folks, everything you have is inside of you. It really is so, like the Old Testament is out in the world. All the backbiting and the jealousy and the envious and the destruction and the hatred and the judgment. And it's no love. No love in the world. It's inside of you. Angry people do not have love. I don't care how they quote the Bible. I don't care how many times they sit and, and so-called uh, observe. Uh, I don't care if they agree to you or disagree. They don't have love until they're born again. Really. So you must be born again. Okay. Uh, Moxie G gave a super chat and said, Bond Thank has... You. Bond has a charity button on eBay. If you are cleaning and organizing during lockup, throw something on eBay and donate a portion to Bond. They are doing God's work. Love you, fam. Who is that? Moxie G. -G. Oh, thank you, Moxie girl. That's amazing. I like that. Thank you. And Kent gave a super chat and said, you told me that... That's our Kent, by the way. Oh, hey, Al Kent. You told me that you believe the first thought, then the second, and then you are in it. So yeah. it's important to not believe the first one. That's right. That's right, man. And that's why when you, as you're spiritually growing and you recognize the voice, less voice, you're becoming more familiar with the voice that talked to you and set you up to believe one thought. But what happens is, and I know this because I've grown into it. I don't know what tomorrow going to bring because I'm living now. But after a while, you see those start coming and you can reject them. But if you're not conscious enough yet, they will come and that first one will take you and you'll feel it. And why are you like fighting with that? And like, oh, you're going to die. <laughs> and you're like, believe the second one is over. And once you believe lies, 
No human being can convince you that it's just your imagination. It's not real. You believe in a lie. They're not going to believe you. Unless it's a true seeker, and as you're talking, they start to say, oh, you're right about that. But if you're not like truly seeking the kingdom of God first, you can't convince uh, a person that lost in their head that is just their thoughts. And because Satan is telling you, oh, they're trying to trick you. Oh, they're afraid of you. Oh, they're this or that, right? And you still believe in lies after lies after lies. You're absolutely right, man. And thank you for your super chat. Thank you, man. Um, let's get to Eric in Sweden. Eric in Sweden. <laughs> yes, please. Hey, Eric, how you doing? I'm so well. Thank you, Jesse. How are you? Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I wanted to call in since um, since you mentioned our session there in the beginning and really just emphasize from my end as well, it was an amazing counseling session and really is... Um, it really is so good to have that one-on-one with you. So if you can, if you can do that, I would really recommend it to the other churchgoers here around the world. So. Thank you, Eric. How old are you? I uh, just turned thirty. Thirty, Eric. I have to yeah. tell you, man, I've done some amazing counseling over the years, but that one was amazing, and especially coming from a, a young person like that and coming from an atheist parents, is mm. it was. It was like a witness to my witness. It was amazing. I'm happy to hear that, Jesse. And and it's really it's so true what you say. You know that the 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 things that you teach they just resonate through. They just resonate through age and race and you know social standing, whatever. It's just it's just the real deal, you know. And it's it's really impacted me heavily. So. I could have talked until the cows came home, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. I just wanted really to fun. call in. Yeah, no, I totally yeah. enjoyed it, man. And my, I have perfect peace, but when I hear men and women waking up, and I can see that they're truly waking up, it's like it's more valuable than silver and gold. There's nothing to compare mm-hmm. it to because you're back home with the Father. You come out. Of, you've come out of the darkness into the light. I'm telling you, there's to see that, to be a witness to that, I can't, I don't know if I can be more blessed. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, Jesse. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Anything else? Uh, I, I just wanted to, uh, to say that I actually told my parents uh, now or it came up, you know, because we had to push a certain event in the future and, of course, we had to talk about why and I, I told them that, you know, I've become a Christian now and and I have these values, and and they were. It was like a, it was like turning a switch in them. You know, they um, they became passive aggressive and slightly hostile, and you know, they were trying. They were ridiculing me, and uh, but I, I wasn't affected by it. It was the same kind of behavior that used to. It used to. Uh, it used to plant such a dark spirit inside of me, and it would cause me to 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 do all kinds of destructive behaviors. To I wanted to kind of hurt myself to hurt them, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, but now I don't have that anymore. <laughs> I just, I'm just, I'm just watching it. I'm neutral. And it's so amazing. I just have peace. Yeah, that's right. And um, I just wanted to share that as well. That, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just so grateful and at uh, peace and, uh, yeah, so. And that's, that's what, it. that's what I was saying earlier is that once you were born again back into that place, 
when the storm come and the boat start to shake, you will find yourself calm in the storm. And you're thinking, wow, normally I would be freaking out. That's amazing. Yeah. And, but he's with us. And he's created this other environment within. And when we live from within out, when your parents or your so-called friends or whatever, when they turn on you, it's like looking at a movie. It's like, whoa, this is so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> and you still love them. You don't hate them for it because you see that they can't help it. Because if human beings had love, the real love, they would not treat each other this way. They would love one another no matter what the yeah. situation is because they would have understanding. That's true. That's amazing, Eric. God bless. You too, buddy. And uh, we'll talk again. Thanks for calling. All right. Looking forward. Yes, yeah, thanks. Uh, all right. Okay. Amazing. It was an amazing conversation for Really. It was like amazing. But I got to tell you this. Um, we have a brand new newsletter that going out, I think, next week or maybe this week. If you're not on our mailing list, you should go to our website, rebuildingaman.com. And is it? Rebuildingman.com church. Slash church. Rebuildingman.com slash church and sign up with, for the mailing uh, list so that you can get a copy of it. It's no cost to you. It's our appreciation for what you've done. And it's so, the newsletter is amazing. So check it out, all right? And uh, uh, they're going into the mail next week, but if you go and sign up, we can still get you one or uh, whatever. Check it out. I think you appreciate it. And thank you guys for donating to Bond, our church service, and to Bond, my nonprofit, at rebuildingaman.com or call 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663. We still have the Entrepreneur Academy when we're teaching young men. It's just that everything is kind of a hole because they like, don't get together with more than 10 or don't do this and don't breathe on each other. So we just put in a hole. And as far as the building, but the program is amazing. The academy is amazing. And you can still, if you have a job or just have a life and you want to, uh, the seven steps of how to do it, get my copy of the uh, seven guaranteed steps to spiritual family and financial success, success guide. It's online at rebuildingaman.com. And uh, if you follow those steps, no matter what you're doing, it's going to work if you do it. You gotta be a doer. When I say you gotta go and forgive, I'm not playing. When God said it, He's not gonna change the rule because, oh, I forgave in my heart. Oh, I don't wanna hurt her feelings or his feelings. Oh, I wrote a letter. That's not the way it works. And when He said, be still and know me, become a living being, just be, ain't nothing else gonna work but that. You can read the Bible until the cows come home. You can do well. It ain't going to work. Uh, so go to rebuildingaman.com or call 800-411-BOND. They're on lockdown. Uh, there's a building we want to look at, but they won't even show them. And so the right moment will come. Now that everything, interest rate's so low and all that. We just don't know what's going to happen, right? But... I am supposed to meet with the real estate tomorrow, the realtor tomorrow again, and we're going to see what we can do to get around this. But the people who are selling the buildings won't show the buildings because they're afraid. So everything kind of locked down right now. But all is well. 
My biblical question for this week, is it normal to be, to be vulnerable? Is it normal? The answer is absolutely no. It's not normal. It's not normal for men or women. But it's more of a woman's thing than it is of a man's thing. And I realize that because there are women who are going around teaching men and women that it's okay to be vulnerable. Oh, I'm afraid. I feel so vulnerable. Right? That's not true. And what I realize is that these women who are teaching this, they're teaching you what they are on the inside. And it ain't right. It ain't good. Don't fall for it. Men and women, when you return to the father, overcome the mother and return to the father, ain't no vulnerability. Um, you're strong in the Lord and in the will of his might. He doesn't say you're vulnerable in him. You're vulnerable. All that emotional stuff and mental stuff, that makes you vulnerable. It makes you weak to the world. That's not the way the children of God are meant to be. Christ didn't come for that. He came that you may be strong and that you may stand and stand and stand and stand. And when you've done all you can do to stand, stand some more. He didn't say be vulnerable. And the women are teaching that because that's how they are. And they're trying to make an abnorm a norm. And they're weakening you. They're taking advantage of you. You know more than they know. You know more than I know. It's in you. But you got to seek it for yourself. But you got to forgive. Otherwise, you'll fall back into that temptation. You got to go and forgive. You got to do the silent prayer. When I talk to people in counseling and sometimes on the radio, they like said all the right words. But then I ask, have you forgiven? Uh... Uh, no. Why? Uh, uh, I don't want to hurt her feelings. Uh, I'm afraid of what she's going to say or do. And most of the time we're with the mother, once in a while with the father, but most of the time with the mother. Um, uh, uh, I'm like, are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, sometimes. I'm like, what? I can't help you then. Because I don't have it to give to you. It comes from the Father. It's in you. The same way I found it, that's what you ought to do. I had to go and forgive so that he can forgive me and bring me out of the darkness to the light. And this is a perfect time for me to real fast share with you what I read over the weekend. We're doing the weekend over the weekend. And this is found in uh, Luke 17. 20 to 21, it's found in 1 Corinthians 2, uh, verse 8 to 10. And it's found in uh, Hebrew 11, chapter, I mean, chapter 11, verse 1. And a little bit beyond that. Um, and it's so interesting, I couldn't believe it. I'm not like a Bible reader. When, and I've been like this for a long time now. I just open it up and like one thing lead me to another one. And I just never found it. I think because I'm not like all intellectual into that. I was born in Alabama on the cotton field. And we were taken out of school twice a year to 
plant the crop and to bring it in. And by the time I went back, they had passed a lot of stuff. But, and I'm grateful for that now. I would not want to be an intellectual because I've noticed that the intellectuals, they shut off or reject the light or God that allowed them to learn the knowledge. They get the knowledge, but they shut off the light uh, from the source that allowed them to have the knowledge. And so they never get the understanding. That's what's wrong with the intellectuals. Even some intellectuals who are trying hard to overcome it. I know people who are intellectuals. They may not have graduated from college, but they're intellectuals. And they really want to overcome it, but it gets in their way. It's so interesting to me. But, um, and I'll break it down a little bit because I can't, I'm not going to read all that. You read it for yourself. I hope everybody got it. Uh, Luke 17:20. we talk about the coming of the, uh, uh, the kingdom of God. They were asking him, well, when is the kingdom coming? Where is it? When is it coming? He was like, cool out. Don't look for it. You can't find it on your own. And I'm paraphrasing. The kingdom will come and you won't, you won't, you can't see it. It will just come. And it's inside of us now, right? But don't be looking for the kingdom. When they tell you, look in the Bible, look here, look there, look at the Jehovah Witness, look at the Catholics, or go to church and all, ain't it. You can't look for it. It'll find you. Read about that. And, uh, Jesus was asked, long story short, about when will the world end? Jesus was asked about the end of the world uh, in Matthew 24, 1 through 14. They're like, when is the world going to end? I hear it all the time. <laughs> and it's short, and you can read it. Uh, it's going to end after all this mess has happened and people have heard about the kingdom of God. They all get a chance to overcome or not. That's a short phrase. But, um, and then 1 Corinthians 2, 8, 10. I don't know why I find all this. It talks about eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has in store for you. And that is so true. I was talking to my producer, Nick, this morning on my radio show. And I've noticed that since being here in Los Angeles, he's been so, he's from Canada. It's amazing how things are just working out for him. It's mind-blowing. And I'm like, man, it reminds me of when I was growing up. And even though I knew God with me, but I didn't know the depths of it. How, and when I moved to California, I went through a lot. But for somehow or another, things would just open it up for me. People would come along, help me along the way, or give me some sound advice. It was like, and I didn't truly recognize that it was from God. I just start to recognize that after I went and forgave, and now I can see. But uh, you have no idea what's in store for his children. But you got to let go of the world. And don't try to force that to be. you got to overcome it by being born again, and it will happen naturally. But he has some amazing things in store for you. And... Uh, he give his word. He's going to give it to you. It'll happen for you. But here's what I want to share with you. Um, and it just let me know that 
Because we all go through that same thing. You heard Kent call and talk about that one thought. If you let that one thought in, it'll bring another one and another one and another, and you feel like you're in hell because you believed in hell. Well, don't worry. It's been set up so we can overcome it for those who have faith, right? I will read about how Jesus ascended into the hell realm, the realm of hell. He ascended into hell. And, and while in hell, he experienced everything that we experience when we get into our imagination, when we fall in hell by resenting. He, uh, he experienced it, the backbiting, the anger, the judgment, the hatred, the jealousy, the envy, the gossiping, the destruction when he lived in that realm of hell. And we all live in that when we resent. The moment you start to resent your parents or whatever, you fall into that. Uh, the, the anxiety, the torture, the fear, the doubt, the worry, the stressing out. He went through all of that. And then he ascended a little bit more into that state of consciousness, which is totally unconsciousness. So when you're in your head, and you're in that false state of consciousness, he went through that same thing. And he suffered the same way we suffer when we fall into our imagination. It's a false state of consciousness, right? So he ascended even more so, and it was hell to pay. But what happened was, and it's so amazing, while they were doing that to him, they were hating him, they were, I mean, he saw kind of torturing, and people were turning on him, and they were jealous and they were trying to destroy him and say so with lying to him and, and, and then death. Because that's what happened when you live in that imagination. Death is your end. Death is your end. So he, and then, and then death, right? But what happened was because he loved what was right, he was sent by the Father, he did not judge anyone while in that state of mind. He did not judge. He had the same love and compassion for those who went against him that he had for his friends. For Paul and all those guys, Peter and whoever they were, right? John and all them. Uh, He had the same compassion for the people in that state of unconsciousness, even though they were doing all these awful things to him, he did not judge them. And then in not judging them, he was hoping, and it did happen in a little bit, those who saw got a glimpse of the love that was in him, that they will wake up from the death and come to the life. Come to life. Just a glimpse of it, they would come to life. And it was an amazing story. Isn't that like amazing? So when you're in that fallen state, he had to go through that. And because he went through it, he made it possible so you could believe and overcome it too. So you're not going through anything that's new. There's nothing new under the sun. All who live in their imagination are going through the same hell that he went through. And he overcame it by overcoming judgment, not hate. So when your friends and when your enemies and when your so-called friends and family members turn against you, your employees, your employers, and whatever. Don't hate them. Be the light. 
so they can see that light and overcome. And a glimpse of that light can change them. I've heard people tell me that in counseling. They had just a glimpse and things change. All right? Christ went through that too so that we can go through it. You can overcome that fallen state, but you must forgive. All right? So when, when you wake up and then you start going through it with other people, it's like a surprise attack, right? They can't help them. You don't hate them. You ain't got to hang around. You see that they're really not friends and they can turn on you, but you will understand where they're coming from. And that would prevent you from judging them. Whether it's a drug addict, a pot smoker, an alcoholic, a prostitute. Jesus loved, when he was down in that condition, in, the, in hell's realm, or that realm of hell, um, he had the same compassion that he had for that prostitute lady that they were trying to stone. And remember, he didn't judge her. He said that you were the first, with, uh, without sin, cast the first stone. You can't do it. But he had the same compassion for the people in that realm that he had for those who are not in it. That's such an amazing story. But you got to read it for yourself. I just want to give you a taste of it. What do you think about that story? About Jesus? Yeah, I blanked a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's working the board. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Well, I have a few super chats. Okay. And I have and more. Thank calls. you all for that, too. A lot of calls, too. All right. S. Fad <laughs> said, JLP has changed my life. Don't play God. Forgive your mama. Don't hold it against her. Love is eternal. Most will not forgive their parents. JLP is right. Suffer and die. Yeah. And one thing I want you to know is that when you wake up like that, you're going to be influencing other people too, and they'll see the light, and their life will start to change. And you will be like, wow, this person is really changed. It's amazing. And then somewhere down the road, they would disagree with you about something, or they would hear some lie about you, and they would turn on you just like that. Don't be disappointed. Most won't that wake up, truly wake up, but those who in the faith wake up will. And, but don't be disappointed. Don't hate them. I, I'm telling you, folks, it's so amazing. I have a few Super Chats asking for birthday shout-outs. Should we save those for tomorrow? Yeah, for Sunday. We can't do birthday shout-out at church. <laughs> we do birthdays when you're here in the building. We sing happy birthday at the end of the service. But no birthday. This ain't the radio show. This is a fellowship. <laughs> but thank you. We'll do it tomorrow. S. Fad says... Also says, honor your father and mother through forgiveness. Yes. Planting seeds. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Another thing I've noticed that's in the Bible I had not seen before. Oh, I can't tell you this because it's concerning my biblical question. <laughs> my new biblical question. I can't tell you. I'll tell you next Sunday if the Lord is willing. And it, but it's so powerful. But I can't tell you. I almost told it. If I told you this. I would be telling you the, the answer to the biblical question coming up. Okay. We have a question about abortion clinics being considered as essential and people being arrested for praying outside them. It has happened in San Francisco and Greensboro and Charlotte, North Carolina, from homeschool bear Jennifer. What about it? Um, what do you think about that? Uh, you can uh, see the new kingdom within us. That's the kingdom of love, faith, and all that, right? Real love, not the mama's love. And the Old Testament, the old kingdom is still outside of us. So all those things that are happening like that, 
that's the way it's supposed to be. They can't help it. They have no love. And so they're supposed to rob, torture, steal, lie, destroy, cheat, turn on you, and then kill you. That's Satan's job. And they are working on behalf of their father, the devil. And you're going to see it once you enter into the kingdom. So they don't want you out there putting the truth out there. They don't. We've been shadow banned because they don't want the truth out there. And I understand it. It's not personal. They literally can't help us. That's what I feel about the abortion thing. Let me read three more Super Chats and then... We have a ton, and then I also have a lot of calls that I want to get to. Okay. So Shannon Ryan says, being adopted, is it necessary to forgive both your adoptive parents and your birth parents? That's really a good question. Even adopted children are still yearning for their natural father, the men and women, right, boys and girls. They're yearning for their natural father. And um, if your adoptive parents have made some mistakes along the way, of course forgive them. And God will forgive you. And if there's no way you can find your real father to forgive him for not being there, just realize they couldn't help it. It was nice that they put you up for adopting and meant something, right? And just forgive them. That's why it's so important to get to know yourself. Because when you know yourself, know thyself, you can't help but understand others around you. It, I don't, it's interesting that it's set up that way. But if you want to understand the world out there, you got to know the world inside. Know thyself. And yes, just forgive. You can't harbor resentment for anyone or yourself. A. Owen says, I'm an atheist, but everything you say resonates with me deeply. It's inside of you to know the truth. And I like atheists because in being an atheist, unless you've turned away from your parents, they are Christian parents and you resent them because they're not the real deal. But at least you know something's wrong. You know what I'm saying? You know something wrong because the parents are not what they say or whatever. And so now that you're seeking for yourself, you will start to remember. It's inside of you. And that's when you would know God for yourself in the right way. Not in the wordy way, not in the, in the way that they're acting. I hear a lot of people say, well, I don't want to use the name Christian because of other Christians. Once you know it for yourself, you will find that it's an honor to be a Christian. It's a blessing, really. It's the greatest religion on this side of heaven. Bivakwa donated a ninjagini, a couple of ninjaginis and a diamond. Oh, thank you. That's Adriana. She said, hi, Jesse. Hey, Adriana. I have an update. I like your little rap song. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Uh-huh. We play it on the radio. <laughs> so amazing. She said she has an update. His dad picked his son up on Thursday. <laughs> Thanks so much for, to the talk that we had. Yeah, it was amazing talk. Uh, and what I want you to learn, though, you can't really rely on a person to always bring you back. Just relax and know you're in your head with any reaction. And I'm glad that you're getting the father involved because that's what the son is yearning for, his father. But ben- right on. Benjamin in Virginia has been on hold forever. Hey, Benjamin in Virginia. I had a friend that moved when I was in high school. He moved from Detroit to he Alabama. Alabama. Let me change the story real fast. He moved from Hello, Detroit to... Jesse? Yeah. I'll tell you my story. Go ahead, Benjamin. Hey, Jesse. Uh, I don't know if you remember me, uh, but I uh, talked to you back in November. I forgave my mom. And, uh, Never I ask a black man if he remembers. 
And uh, so I've been living, I've been having fun, you know, I've, I've been saved. Everything has been going amazing. But like uh, maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, I got in a physical fight with one of my friends. Uh, I got angry at him and I fought with him. And ever since then, I can sense myself getting uh, like triggered a little bit more than I used to before. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, it just feels different. Like I feel, I feel like there's something within me that I just get like, I can't, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't feel the same. Like I don't have that, uh, that light. I don't feel like I have that light anymore. Like I don't have that where I'm just living. Hey, look, like no I'm big deal. Life. Don't make it a big deal. Uh, if you were yeah. not in self-defense and you weren't defending yourself, go to your friend and say, you know what? I was wrong. I'm sorry. And you'll be back just. No, I, yeah, I was not, I was, it was, I can't say it was self defense. I was the one that, I got, I got mad at him because he was about to uh, drink and drive. So I got mad at him for trying to do that instead of just letting him go. Go to him and, and I apologize. Kind of at him. I just got mad. Just realize you were wrong for getting mad. Just say, hey man, yeah. I was wrong for getting mad. I'm sorry. It'll be done with. To, to, to my friend? Yes. I said, I'm, I talked to him. I said, I'm sorry, but I also said, I forgive you for, being manipulating, which maybe was not fair to him. Right. He was manipulating. You allowed that. You the one got mad. So just, but yeah. don't make it a big deal and come out and, and because Satan's trying to use that against you. Nothing yeah. in life is a big deal. Yeah. Nothing in life. Don't let anything be so important to you that it controls you, right? And so yeah. just let that pass. Realize, you know what? I got mad. I was wrong. And then Doubt every thought, and you're back on track. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to do, I've been trying to say it's not a big deal, but I just feel like I'm not really, I don't know, I just don't feel that. Every time I wake up, I just feel the heaviness of the day now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Only, I am thinking about it. Maybe You are thinking about that. it because you can't feel that unless you have a thought, and so you're into yeah. that because you judge yourself and others. But just relax and know that you're in a thought, Feel the pain, but relax in the pain and keep doing what's in front of you to do. do are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no, prayer. you're not. You're, like, I don't, huh? you're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, not. I mean, I've been doing it for the last four, I think, three days, but not really. Uh, well, yeah. suffer then, man, because <laughs> you now that you've fallen back into temptation with that anger, you need the light yeah. to bring you out. So you got to just be still so that God can separate you from that, and you'll be fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's true. Why have yeah, you been be doing good. the silent prayer? Um, I don't know. It's just uh, I wake up in the morning, and I just grab my phone, and then I say I'm going to do it. I do it a little bit later, and then I do it. But then, I mean, I've been doing it the last three days, but it's just I kind of was like, I guess the thoughts start coming in. I start losing a little bit of hope. I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing my silent prayer, but I'm not really feeling uh i don't feel that same sort of so you uh, love your spring in my feet like i'm not you know i'm not like excitable like i'm kind of down i guess i understand say, you're in your head but relax and let it yeah. pad so you love your cell phone you seat the cell phone first and then god right yeah true. right well suffer man it was just that's what yeah. i was talking about earlier remember james i said people talk to me about it but they don't do what i say Tell advise them to do so you get past it. Yeah. Cause just talking yeah, to so me I, about I, I it is not going to do it. I wake it. up from bed. I do my silent prayer. Yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God and His right way, and all will be added. It doesn't say seek yeah. first the kingdom of a cell phone. True. Yeah. 
But what if you what if you wake up and you feel like how do you um, like you wake up sometimes and you feel you sort of feel like you still kind of carry the load from yesterday, right? Because you're in and, your head, and so how do you do yeah. what? Yeah, maybe I am. Yeah, because you wake up the next day and you feel you still kind of feel uh, sort of down. You would say, well, not, the thing is, I still have my peace within. But I still, I'm not like before where I'm anxious or stuff like that, but uh, yeah. like I wake up and I still feel kind of like down energy. Because Senior, use, he's using that yeah. against you. Uh, my friend Kent called, he said, you're right, you let one thought in, another one comes. So you got angry, and then you judge yourself for being angry, and now you're in your head. Yeah. So when you, yeah. if you decide to do the silent prayer, you're not going to feel like doing it. It's not going to feel like it's working, but do it anyway and let yourself lay there and just, or sit there and just feel the pain and eventually and just know you're in your head. That's why you have the pain. You're not feeling it. Okay. And just know that. Don't fight with it. Just be aware of it. And it'll pass. Okay. Okay. I'll start doing my silent prayer then morning and night. Other than that, just suffer. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> but just know you're in your head. That's why you're feeling the fear. You're feeling the doubt. You feel like you don't really want to. Or I don't have happiness or joy or whatever. And, but just know you're in your head, even though you can't come yeah, out I of it. Right? I started like before. I never had like sexual temptation, but now I see it's even getting more. Right. Like, before I never had I never even thought about it. Yeah, because that anger awakened your sexual nature. And the last yeah. thing that men have to overcome is sex and food. That's your enemy. It makes you unconscious. So that anger is making you want sex. It's, a, it's like a drug. Yeah. But just go back to this. Yeah. Do the silent prayer, man. Don't make it a big deal. Yeah, and allow your, allow yourself to suffer through it. I have one it. extra question. Yes. Before uh, I let you go. Um, so I, my roommate, I, I live with a roommate. And uh, so... After I got saved, even before I got saved, I never feel, felt like, uh, I don't know, there was something that never made me click with him and like fully. I think maybe he's angry. And then after I got saved, I just kind of um, don't feel comfortable with him. And he's like, he smokes weed and uh, um, he's a pothead. He pothead. cigarette around. Pothead. <laughs> <laughs> Beta. Beta male. Beta male. And uh, I'm like, sometimes I don't want to judge him for doing that because I mean, I I don't want to judge him. That's just you got to suffer and die. I already told him. Yeah, you you all have no him. right to judge him at all, no matter what. Because yeah, when you're yeah. in that fallen state, you were doing it too. Doing may not been smoking yeah, pot, yeah, but you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, so you have no right to absolutely. judge. Him. My, yeah. So my question is, do I need to move out from that kind of situation, or? If you're going to be influenced by it, you should move. But if you're not influenced by it, don't move. It's up to you. I'm not there, so I can't tell you. But if you feel like eventually you're going to be... But every time, sometimes like he, um, like uh, there's, it's like when I joke around, especially when I was like, uh, I was doing my silent prayer, I became like happy person and I joke around, I make jokes about his feet. Like I can sense he gets really angry. Like he's my friend and then he hates me. I can see his whole body change, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I've gone through that with people of, so many times, man. They take jokes so seriously. They feel personal. It's yeah, just, he absolutely It's just a serious. joke. Almost like, yeah, and he's almost like threatening. Like he wants, like in his head, he's almost like he wants to fight me, you know? Right. And I'm like, you know. Can you afford to move? Yeah, I can. And can he afford to live on his own? 
Yeah, he can. When they want to move, if you want to. Yeah, sometimes I want to move, and I'm like, am I? Is it because I'm judging him? You know, but maybe I'm just overthinking it. Well. Yeah, you're overthinking it. You, if you don't see, as I've said, if you don't see clearly that you need to move, don't move. If it's clear, yeah. then do the move. Yeah. But don't yeah, judge think, him. Yeah. We all come from a no, fallen state, and nobody on earth has a right to judge anyone. Yeah. True. All right. Okay, Jesse. So, I mean, I, I don't want to ask you this next question because the devil can use it. Right. Um, yeah, don't ask yeah, me the next question. But, yeah. Thank you so much, Jesse. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Thank um, you, Jesse. Thank you for calling. Thanks for being a part of church. So we got to start winding down here. I'm looking at the time. And we got to start winding it down. James. Yes. What's next? Well, can we just get to a few more calls? We'll yes. just do the calls. Okay. All right. And we'll get you to the rest of your Super Chats tomorrow on the J.C. Lee Peterson right Show. On. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the support. Josh out of Houston, Texas. Hey, Jesse. Hey, hey Josh. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. Good. Here it is welcome. Yeah. Um, I was just telling you, thank you. I'm I'm the one that called in, you know, when my wife passed away. We, oh, oh man, that was an amazing call. Yeah, we had six kids. Um, I had one out of um out of wedlock when I was sixteen, and I learned from that mistake, and that's why the rest of them are all with her. So I got five with her. Wow! And, and now yeah, you have so. to raise them right by yourself. Yeah, but I mean, in a way, you know, I kind of was raising everybody anyway because you taught me a lot about being the head of my household. And, you know, I started listening to you about five and a half years ago. And, you know, I was being prepared for this time. And, you know, you actually saved her. And it was an easy feeling, you know, listening in the morning. You know, I always listen to you and had my son, them, you know, and... Through her sitting there and her mom passed and her dad's right there, like they should have, you know, they should have fixed what they had. It's just yeah. their, her mind was just so far gone. And, I mean, I even told my wife, I say, you know, the more I pray over you, the more I want you to be spiritual, yeah. the more the devil's going to attack you. And you got to stand firm and stand strong. So, but, I mean, yeah, she she woke up twice, 345 in the morning. Um, woke up at 2.30, I prayed over her mind, body, and soul. She told me she was scared. The left side was hurting. I prayed over her. I tried to hurry up and get out the house so I can be there when she wake up with the coffee, but I went to grab her hand, and it was cold. I said a prayer. I knew she was dead, but I did CPR about 35, 45 minutes. The cops had to pull me off of her. I got all the kids, didn't let them see, you know, and I'm just, strengthening them, you know, because like I told you early in the call, you know, I had a dream two weeks before that yeah. happened, you know, that yeah. she was going to die and I didn't want to approach her. And then my daughter had a dream a week ago. And then after I got off the phone with you, I played, you know, told the kids and talked to them and then come to find out our son had a dream as well. So it all resonated. And, you know, my wife, you know, she'll put up a front, but I know she's okay now. And all I wanted was a spiritual, a spiritual wife, you know, because you had helped me so much change my life and fix my family, my relationship with my mom and dad, with my son that I had out of wedlock. I asked him for forgiveness and fixed that. It's just 
everything in my life this last year has been truly perfect. And I know, I know she's going to help me. I know she's helping me, and I have no fear whatsoever of raising my kids because I've been the head of my household this entire time, and you helped me to be the head of my household. So the only thing is just, you know, she's not here. So it's just I have to turn up my spirit and turn down my thoughts so that we can continue to stay linked in. But if people want to stay in your thoughts, your mind is the most powerful thing on your body. And your mind can make you do things that you would never imagine. And right now, God has stopped the whole entire world with something that we haven't even seen before for us to get our thoughts, our lives, and our hearts right. And everybody's just running around panicking, but we just need to sit still, pray, and get our mind, thoughts, and spirits right. And I just thank you, Jesse, because you really helped me. You're welcome, man. The beauty about... Pray for me and my kids, man. I do. I wish you all well, man. Um, The beauty about what you've done is that before she aspired... Thank you, buddy. Did he hang up? Before she aspired, you worked it all out. So now that she's aspired, you don't have to have all that false guilt and stuff like that. That's what happened with me and my, my father uh, and my mother. Uh, I had worked it out, forgiven them before they aspired. So when they aspired, it wasn't like, all oh, big deal. There was some sadness, so I went through it naturally, and I let it happen naturally. But it wasn't like, oh, spitting all over on the casting, all over in the cast. Oh, my love, my mama, my daddy go. Like some people did. And because I had no guilt, I had, I loved them before they died. I had no resentment against my parents. And so it was easier. It was amazing to deal with it. The natural mourning process happened. And when it was over, it was over. Uh, because it's not good to mourn for too long and turn to depression. Sadness is not good. And so uh, you're blessed, man, that you got that worked out, and you'll be fine. It will all be fine. And you definitely, we all wish you well, and wishing you well is our prayer for you and your family. Roy out of Austin, Texas is on the line. Hey, Roy out of Austin. Oh, I got to tell my, put him on hold. Put him on hold real fast. And then I got to tell this story. So uh, I was going to school in Alabama. In high school in Alabama, all black school, on that plant, it wasn't on that plantation I was on, but it was down in Spring Hill. And there was a, a guy moved there from uh, Detroit, and his name was Benjamin, and he was black. He was black, and Benjamin was so he was one of the funniest. He, Nick remind me of him a little bit, kind of carefree kind of guy, easygoing guy, and. Uh, and he was kind of smart because he had come from Detroit, so he had the white education. And, uh, but he was a fun guy. Then he moved back to Detroit. At some point, they moved back. The family moved back. And he aspired. And I remember speaking to him by phone. And a couple months later, he died. But he was such a good friend. And it was like four, three or four of us all friends. And he, when he got there, there was three of us close friends. Then he became part of it. You know, everybody had their little circle circle in high school, and he was such a nice guy. He was funny, carefree, and we didn't understand that. But Benjamin, the call of Benjamin made me think of him. Okay. All right. Who do I have? Roy. Roy, thanks for uh, being a part of church, man. Go ahead. 
Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Jesse, man, I just can't believe I'm talking to you. Uh, amazing. <laughs> it really, it really is. I mean, wow. I you asked in the beginning if I knew anyone who had the coronavirus, and then Austin know why I've been hurt of anyone who has it. Really? Uh, so you don't yeah. know anyone with it? Do you know anyone who knows anyone who has it? Uh, surprisingly, no. I I don't. <laughs> but that's not to say. It's something going on because they showed all these actors and government people with it. And then they show all these people look like they're rushing around in hospitals. Uh, but I don't know anyone that knows anyone that knows anyone. And <laughs> I, it, that's kind of yeah. weird to me, don't you think? Or do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, I don't want to say it's a conspiracy or anything, but it was just... It seems like they're blaming it all on Trump when he issued the travel ban yeah. like two or three weeks ago. So they're really uh, trying to blame it on him, which I which I don't like. And uh, we should do our part. Like ever since the COVID, the coronavirus, I've been ordering out more to yeah. help out the restaurants that don't get business. Yeah. So we should help them out. And if any hotel owner they say they're going to go out of business, well, they can always, you know, use their real estate for something else. They could sell it <laughs> or convert it into an apartment. So they're there are ways to get around this, but we shouldn't just give up. You know, right. that's what the media's been trying to that's tell right. us. Just, you know, stay home and just let government take care of you, and I, I don't like that at all. That's right. Well, I don't want to get into the politics right now. I was just wondering, and we'll do that on the radio show. I do appreciate it, though. But I'm just, I thought I'd ask the church people, do they know anyone who has it? Do they have it? Do they know anyone who has it? Other, do they know anyone that knows anyone that knows anyone <laughs> that knows anyone? <laughs> so far, I haven't been able to find people. One person told me that a friend of his said that his father's sick, but they don't, they're not sure what's wrong with the father. But I don't know anyone that knows anyone that knows anyone. And yeah. well, I, Jesse, I did have a question for you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so I've been doing really well over the past two or three years. I'm 29 now. Yes. I've been listening to you. Amazing. I'm just really happy. Like no bother, no worries, no concerns. But I and I've forgiven my parents as well, both my mom and dad. Yes. But sometimes they'll call in, and then they'll make a comment. They'll kind of put me back to my childhood. They'll just remind me of that. Yeah. So should I just stop? Should I stop accepting the calls at all? What do you, what do you think? Or should I? Would you? I recommend when they do that to you, correct them. Don't talk to me like a boy. I'm not a child. I'm not your son. I'm an adult male. If they continue yeah. to do it, then you have to block them. Yeah. And just that's say, uh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a way of pulling you back in by making you feel yeah. like a child, making you feel like the baby. And you'll find yourself not speaking up again. And you'll find the more you give into them, the more control they will have over you. So either they treat you like an individual man, you tell them that, or you won't have anything to do with them. It's so true. All right. Well, I want to take more of your time. All right. I really appreciate it. And I just can't believe I'm talking to the great JLP. It's amazing. Thank you for calling me. <laughs> do you listen to the radio show, too? I do, yeah. Yeah, Over call the past two years, I mean. Call the show it. sometime, all right? Will do, man. All right. Thanks again. God bless Bye-bye. you. All right. So, um, again, I want to remind you, I am just Jesse, all right? 
It's not me. It's really not me. But I understand what the people say when they say that, but I want to keep your mind set on the right source. I'm just Jesse. I have to work out. I have to shower. I, I've been trying to eat better over the last couple months or so, maybe longer. And I've been eating health food, right? And so I ate something that I'm allergic to, something in there. I believe I ate something that I'm allergic to or the shaving cream I use or something. And I broke out. I was allergic to it. I broke out on my arm. I'm like, what the? And so I had to self-analyze myself. To, I was like checking out everything. So I think it's a new shaving cream. supposed to be healthy shaving cream. But, <laughs> and so because I know I, I like emulate, I, uh, 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 got rid of, uh, eliminated most of the health food just to see it with that. And, uh, and then I'm like, oh, so I said, maybe it's a shaving cream. And so I stopped using that particular shaving cream. It's supposed to be health shaving cream. And then all of a sudden I start drying the, the, uh, the allergies thing, alertness start, allergies start drying up. The, a re- reaction to it. So I think just, so I'm telling you that I'm just human, but it's the source that's in me. He is the one sending you this message to look within, forgive, don't hate, and you will be fine. Speak up, and you will be fine. And you're supposed to love your parents, honor your parents, and mean don't hate them. It doesn't mean you got to hang out. It doesn't mean you take their crap. It means you be honest with them. If you love them, you can be honest with them without resenting them. Because they may not change. They may not have changed. But don't resent them, all right? And so I'm just me. And I don't compare myself to Christ at all because he's just my brother. I mean, not just my brother. He's my brother, and I love him and appreciate him. But I understand now what he meant when the people were worshiping him. Oh, Lord, what they call you, the Almighty, the this and that. Oh, look at the work he's doing. And he's like, hey, cool out. It's not me. And they made him into God. You are God. You hear Christians today calling him God. He's like, no, 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 senor. No, senor. Oh, it's not me. Uh, It's not me. Cool out. It's the father that's in me. He doeth the work. But they didn't get it. Some did, most didn't. And uh, so I really, really, really want you to know when I eat health food, I'm allergic or in the shaving pot or something. Or I have to work out. I have to not get fat like a pig. Or I have to pray every day, be aware during the day. I have to seek the Father, uh, take a shower. Uh, when I'm working out, sometimes it's so hard. I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. Uh, I have to get in my car, I have to put gas in the car. I have to eat and sleep. And I'm just like you, except that it's in me to seek the kingdom of God. That's the only difference. And because of the awakeness, awakening, I'm telling you this where to look, the steps to get there. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven, and you can live. Do the silent prayer so you can see that you are not your thoughts. Bring every thought into captivity. All right? So don't worship me. I'm your friend. I'm just, just, we're all in this together. And I have to do exactly what I'm recommending for you.
So when I see that people have turned on me, I'm done with them. But I don't hate them. Uh, because I see that's not a real friend. And I know now for a fact, for a fact, angry people are not your friends. Whether it's a family member, a Christian member, a brother, a sister, niece, nephew, politician, entertainer, worker, co-worker, boss. If they have one iota of anger, it's not your friend. You can go along with them, and know, but no, it's not a friend. They will switch on you. It's amazing. And, but you got to love them. Don't hate them. They can't help it. I got to ask you to, that's it. I got to. Yeah, I have some more super chats and stuff. But Okay, let me give you another minute or two, and then okay. I, I get to my new biblical question. All right. Um, Mark, our Mark. Hey, Mark, how's the baby? Mark and his wife having a baby. Yeah. You're having my baby. <laughs> he gave a super chat and said, pretty sure, pretty sure my brother has it. Can't stop, can't stop coughing. Two weeks, super sick, was in New York. Oh, man. Not saying it's not an overreaction, but now you know someone who knows. At least I know somebody that knows someone that knows someone. Thank you, Mark. Stay away from your brother. You know, it's hard to tell, too, because it's allergy season. And so I was at the park. Allergy season is bad on me. In California, I didn't have it in Alabama going through the cotton field, corn field, peanut field, sweet potato fields. I never had allergy. I moved to Los Angeles, allergy. So I'm at working out in the park with these two friends of mine, uh, Justin and, and uh, the Hulk, right? And I'm in the grass, and I'm like, sneezing. And Justin's like, are you sick? They be messing with me, right? <laughs> I'm like, no. But stay away from Mark. I wish him well, though. Thank you. And somebody in the on the line, Sarah from Dallas, Texas, says she has four members with the virus, but she's not scared. Right on. She's on the line. But do be safe. Okay, Sarah, let's take your call real fast. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Sarah. So you have four family members who, is, who has the virus, Chinese virus? I do. I have four. I have four family members that live in New York City who have the virus. Are they in your home? I just, um, they're in their home in New York City. I live in Dallas. Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah, and I just wanted some words from you because I only found out uh, through another family member. These people and I are not close. Right. And I don't want to feel like because they have the virus that, I don't know, that, that kind of like guilt that says, oh, you should talk to them now because they have the virus, but we were never close before, so I just don't know why anything should change now. I, I agree, because it was all be phony if it does. You see how everybody running around, they helping one another, they giving food, they donate money, and everybody like, oh, they're all united. They are not united. It's fake. It's all emotional. As soon as it's passed, and it will, they'll all be back to enemies. And so don't do it out of guilt. Stay out of your head about it. And if you see to do it, do it. Other than that, don't do it. It's all fake. Thank you. Yeah. But I wish you well. Stay away from there. I don't want you to get the Chinese virus. <laughs> Thank you. I will. <laughs> all right. So my biblical question, brand new biblical question, brand new for this week. And it's from my... Uh, for well, the Bible people, it's from 25, Matthew 25, 40. This is so good. When I read this, I'm like, oh, this is so good. Because it struck me what it really meant. 
And I've heard this probably a thousand times. What does it, oh, when Jesus said, when Jesus said, what you do to the least of them, no, what you do to the least of my brothers, you do to me. What does Jesus mean when he said that? What you do to the least of my brothers, you do it to me. What did he mean? I asked my, uh, my staff here this morning. Interesting. So I told them to hold it, hold it, don't tell me. We're going to do the uh, expert hour next, this coming week. I want you to hear what they said about it. As, and so I can hear it the long way. I mean, at the same time. Some of them didn't tell me, but it was interesting. When Jesus said, what you do to the least of them, of my brothers, you do it to me. What you do to the least of my brothers, you do it to me. And I really, really appreciate you all being a part of church today. It's an amazing fellowship today. We miss the in-house folks. We're missing you. You got to soon come home. You'll be back home. You really will. Um, But I really appreciate the fellowship. It's so amazing. And one monkey don't stop no show. Don't forget to donate to Barn. Uh, donate to the church, and uh, you can do it by going to rebuildingaman.com slash church or rebuildingaman.com. We have all kind of merchandise and all kind of stuff, especially through these times. Uh, you know, people going through rough times, they're afraid. And some people are not a whole lot, but some are. Um, and we have different merchandise there. And again, if you have not signed onto the mailing list, you don't want to miss this newsletter. It's no, co- no cost for you. Go to rebuildingaman.com slash church and leave your address there. And we don't give out your addresses to anyone. We don't sell them. We don't give them. We really protect them, all right? And uh, you get a free copy of our newsletter. We put them, put them out two to three times a year. And as far as the 30-year uh, celebration of bond, we were going to do it in October, but it's uncertain now. We may have to put it off until next year. But we have the hotel. We are ready to go. But everybody's scared. Oh, we're just so scared. And so we had to put it off, all right? We'll let you know when things start to change. In the building, I'll keep you updated. Everything is on hold right now. They won't even let us see the building. And I've seen a couple that I really, really like. And so I'm trying to really get it while the interest rate is low. Interest rate are, through, are like majorly low now. It'll be such a nice thing. And maybe it'll happen. We'll see. But I appreciate all of you. And I want to tell you again, I'm just Jesse, all right? I'm your friend. I'm no different than y'all. I have to do the same thing I'm asking and encouraging you to do. So don't put me in any type of role. That way I can never let you down. All right? Because if you put me up as above you, then you find out flaws, whether they're true or not, it's going to let you down. It really is. There's only one God. He lives inside of you and above. All right. Uh, what else? Any other announcement? I'm going to open the treasure chest on your dlive.tv slash Jesse Lee Peterson in two minutes. So we're about to open the treasure chest on dlive.something.tv. Yeah. TV. dlive.tv. All right. Um, thank you for that, folks. Thanks for your support, too. We'll get through this. It'll be fine. But listen, if you don't do the silent prayer, 
whether it's with the, uh, uh, a video or not, because eventually you don't need the video. You become aware of how to do it. And go and forgive. It's not going to work. God's not going to change the rule just because you let Satan talk you out of it. You're going to suffer. And talking about it is not going to make you free. Doing it is going to make you free. Really. And you will have perfect peace. And it's so amazing. Really amazing. So you got to do it. Just calling me up, telling me about it, ain't going to help. It's just conversation. It might help other people who are listening and knowing that you're not really doing it. They'll see what happened. But you got to do it. Stay with it. I have to lure for 31 years. Even when I'm tired, I'm traveling, I'm sleepy, I make sure I do it. I don't go to sleep without doing it. And when I wake up, I do it. And now during the day, I find myself just become, you know, being aware because you grow into it. Thank you again. I appreciate everything about you. It was an amazing church. I'll see you tomorrow on the radio. On the radio. Uh, JLPtalk.com. And then right after my show, the Hake Report. Dot com on its own channel. That's how things happen. You will grow into it. The Hake Report dot com. And right after my show, nine, his show is 9 a.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday and Sunday mornings. And I want to thank that I have an amazing staff here, folks. These guys here, all guys, making all this stuff happen. Uh, Esteban, James, Chris, Nick, Joel, and Billy. And Francisco, just for showing up, in case we need help. Thank you all. I don't take it for granted at all. I like the way, I appreciate how serious these guys are to get it up there, get it down, get started on time. So thank you all. And Urban is putting out the message about the meeting, my PR guy. I thank everybody. I am grateful. Do the silent prayer, folks. Jesse can't help you. I'm just pointing you to the source within. All right? You already know. Come home, overcome mama, return to the father. There will come a day I will return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. That day is at hand, all right? Thank you so much. God bless you. Have a good day. I appreciate it. Amazing.